H2O flow, man. Unreleased. Unreleased. I'm going to take her out to eat and after that is no difference. She going to tell you anything and you going to fuck with her. Boosting up my self-esteem with diamonds and bezels. Yeah, I'm back talk. Fucking up that cash, shaking ass. My little dancer. 30 in his mag. I'm a blast like it's NASA. Had to sneak up on him with the ghost. I call the Casper. Turbos on the V and add the chip and make it faster. Diamonds water. Michael Fell. Need some money. I can have him. Drug influence. Big dog. Time Show, uh, BBL, bad bitch, treat yourself. Uh, seen her do whatever for that bag, if I say so. Yeah, she gon' shake it slow and drop it fast for a payroll. I'm building different blocks up with this cash, call it Legos. Yeah, Bella has a mile body looking like she J-Lo. Pop the ten of nauseous, bullet in his fifth. I ain't never feeling cautious. Dodge just grab the cement, bout to put him in the coffin. Spin it till we dizzy. Daily life up in New Orleans. Walking in my coaster, Gucci on my shoulders. Potter with a poster, move out with no holster. Put her in the stock. And now they talking about she glowed up Look around the clock, I pop a perk and been over Yeah, uh, diamonds, water, Michael Phelps Need some money, uh, uh, I can help uh, Drug influence, big dog, top shelf uh, BBL, bad bitch, treat yourself uh, Seen her do whatever for that bag if I say so Yeah, she gon' shake it slow and drop it fast for a payroll I'm building different blocks up with this cash, call it Legos Yeah, Bella has somebody body looking like some J-Lo Yeah, I'm rolling thug, I'm about to go and make my 30 racks Just mind your business, heard your clients want their money back Young and head jacked and then whack, I'm trying to get a 50 sack Pimp all my bitches just in case they want some kitty cat Locked on some new deposits, money keep on coming in. I see it, want to copy. Even put my man's on and gave a couple options. 10,000 off of one song. I sign, I get more profit. Uh, diamonds, water. Michael Phelps. Uh, need some money. Uh, uh, I can help. Uh, need his money. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, BBL, bad bitch, treat yourself. Uh, seen her do whatever for that bag if I say so. Yeah, she gon' shake it slow and drop it fast for a payroll. I'm building different blocks up with this cash, call it Legos. Yeah, Bella has some money. Everybody looking like J-Lo Oh, oh Hey, that's the one right there Yeah <laughs> That's the one right there As I keep listening to it I be like, damn I really made that bitch I be feeling like that <laughs> like I, I really made that bitch, man <laughs> Special guest in the building, man You heard me Long time no see You been BC. there B7 Entertainment, man. We got GC at the end of the building, man. How, how you been, bro? Man, I've been real cool And I've been thugging Getting to it, making this music Okay, we got Mr. Jackpot we got Miss Limit. Let me, I, I made us. 8020 deal. That's the same as Mr. P. I was thugging there. Yeah, we got Mr. 8020 deal, man. Yeah. Talk about it, my son. Talk t- talk your shit, dog. Oh, you want me to talk about the deal? Or you want we want me to talk about? Yes, sir. I want you to explain this 8020. I want to get straight into that right quick. All right. Just to let the people know to introduce right. you. Well, the reason why I said the 8020 deal is because already, right, if y'all know and y'all watch the um Master P Chronicles. He had did the 8020 deal that was the first ever done, really, you know. And basically, I had was, you know, the COVID situation was going on, mm-hmm. and I was going, I was working at Auctioner actually, mm-hmm. and I was doing patient escort at Auctioner. And basically, I got this call from my barber, and he was like, Man, somebody trying to sign you. It's not like a big deal, but it's like an independent label. Like they've been like signing people, like they were signing people like uh who had did the song for the Saints um not too long ago. And they were like, Man, it was cool. It was a song. It, it was bucking too, like for one season. Like it was like for a while. That's how they did the get the gat. No, they had they did the um the this how they, when y'all Oh, was, I know what that is. Oh, fuck. He from he from Aurora. 
Oh, my God, that's... Look hot Boy Ronald. I think it's Hot Boy Ronald. Look it up, Fed. Not Hot Boy sure. Ronald. It's, it's somebody, but they, you know, he basically, they signed him. They signed a couple people, like, mm-hmm. from back in the day. So, they're just trying to get their label back up. Okay. So, basically, I was like, you know, it makes sense for the culture and stuff, like, for Morero and stuff. And I was like, I didn't want to sign a big deal. I always wanted my own label and always, you know, had artists and stuff. So, I was like, if I'm going to do it the right way, I'm going to do it the right way. So, okay. I had signed the deal at... uh. What that, what that is? Starbucks. It was during COVID. I couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't even go in. I had brought my partner, Jay Nove, he on Jackpot. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had, he came in the car with me and we had, when signed the paperwork outside in our car, stuff like that. I'm looking over, he looking over, because we both know the, we both know the music. Like the way I know this music, he I, really know the music too. We've been studying like since we was kids. So we, Chopper Style. Chopper Style. Chopper Style. Yeah. yeah like okay. that's what it was, and you know, that's what it was a part of. So, Basically, I had signed the deal. I looked over it. But at first, I had looked at something wrong on the deal. They had, like, I think they had way more than 80 or something like that. It was something like that. It was, like, more. It was something with the publishing or the royalty or something like that. And I had to look over and I had to tour and bring it back. And he brought it back. And I had did it, like, digitally signed it. Okay. So, basically, I did that. So, from what was so crazy about that is, I'm thinking back. I had Street Profit. I had a T. You know the song that you like, the time yeah. after time, and yeah. I had the way how I live. You know that was the baby boy, the Prince sample mm-hmm. and stuff. So when I had did that, I dropped it like uh, two months before I signed the deal. Mm-hmm. So when they found out, they was like, "Man, take it off a of tune card and give it to us." Mm-hmm. And you like give us another T. So I had did the Gabriel T, mm-hmm. and that was like more like basically expressing my feelings and like you know trying like my very versatile style and really singing and things. Mm-hmm. So when I did that. That really had turned me up, and everybody looking at me in a different light. They looking at me like, well, he don't just do the turn stuff. Like, he really right. can't you know, get vulnerable and different things like that. So I had did that, and I dropped him two tapes, and I was just going crazy. And then I just started doing old videos, like all the videos from Street Profit, all the videos from, like, songs that people like, but like I just never had, out. you know, visuals. So I kept going, kept going, kept going. And then, basically, what happened? Oh, I had gotten a couple situations, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the city know, I don't like to talk about it, but like a couple situations happened, then I started making like the ride outs and the Legite and the Lakeside, and I started like coming with it, then I caught COVID. Mm-hmm. Now when I caught COVID, that's when I made Flood My Teeth. Mm-hmm. And, in re- and the so crazy about the Flood My Teeth song is, I was just having COVID, I was sitting in the back, I couldn't even come in the house, we had like a little back den or something like that, you could just come out from the back and go to your customer, and I was really isolated, so... My daddy had said, I had the grills in. Like, he was like, I don't know why you got the grills in. Like, you go somewhere. I'm like, man, I just, you know, da da da. He was like, I was like, man, I had to flood my teeth just so they can notice me. I just said, like, I literally said that whole line. I'm like, that's a song. (laughs) But I didn't have the beat yet. So I just kept that in the notes, tucked that. And I was talking to Cam Cortez one day. Matter of fact, the next day, I was like, man, send me a whole, like, pack pack of beats so I can just go crazy right crack. I got COVID. I'm I'm stuck in the house for two weeks. I can't work. I can't do nothing because I was I was already caught it from work in that you know action. Mm-hmm. So basically, I had really got that beat. Soon as I heard it, I had to flood my team just so they can notice me. I tanned out the car. Oh, another thing is, I had got my uh, I had skipped a couple parts. So in January, <laughs> all right. So in January, when 20, it, twenty what twenty twenty one twenty twenty this twenty twenty one this twenty yeah this twenty twenty one January twenty twenty one. I had got some money from all them tapes that I have I had did. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's let's rewind. Let's break it down. All right, let's go. Let's start from 2019. All right, 2019. All right, 2019. Street Profit. Street Profit. That was the project you dropped. Was this your first project, right? Yeah, Street my Profit. first project. All right, now the situation happened with the label in 
Well, two months after that. Two, two months, months after, after that. that. All right, so because I dropped it on New Year's Eve. Okay, so January twenty nineteen, you drop the tape. The label, you you get in with the eighty twenty, you sign it. They say take it off. We want that on hit account for us, so yeah. we can get a profit off that. Yeah. Boom. Now you drop the Gabriel. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Now. No, that was that was that was yeah that was twenty twenty that was twenty twenty. So after the street profit, you they asked you to give another tape. What was you doing in between Street Profit and Gabriel? I was working at Rouse's. Okay. I was working at Rouse's, and I had the We High Love video. And this one, Polo G started bubbling up. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. like, man, everybody walking through, like, you look like Polo G. You look like Polo G. You like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, who the hell is Polo G? I don't even know who that is at that point. Uh-huh. Like, so I went and looked them up. I'm like, yeah, you kind of look like each other. So one time, you know, when I just dropped the We High Love, mm-hmm. I think, no, I dropped the song. I didn't even drop the video yet. I had dropped the song. Matter of fact, what video? Oh, I had the motions video. Mm-hmm. I had the video motions. All that oh, got okay. taken down. We could talk about how that got taken down later. Yeah. But basically, I had dropped that video, and it was in a project. Nobody had dropped no video in a project in a while. Like so, <laughs> and, and it wasn't gangster. I was uh-huh. singing. Like I was like, they were like, I never had this type of vibe. He walking through the project and all alone and stuff like that. He dabbing people off. Everybody like embracing them. So they ain't never seen no type of stuff like that before. So. When they had, you know, Rouse's is in Rural. Mm-hmm. If you, it just, it literally just got built out the first. It was me and my two other cousins, um, Earl, and my had, had a cousin named Papa. So we both was, you know, working, working the, all three of us doing shifts. They was doing overnight. I was doing during the day because I had to go to school. I was still, I was going to a school in Delgado. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was doing that, and then somebody had came in there, and I was right next to my manager, like the head manager of Rouse's was in there. Like, this one of them days, like, you can't be doing nothing wrong type of stuff. <laughs> so, they all had, when it was like, oh, I like your video, different stuff like that, then somebody else was like, oh, I like your video, and then they all in the manager like, who you is? Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm just a local rapper, I'm just, you know, trying to get, do my uh, thing and stuff like that. They was like, oh, Arisa, I'm not mad, I'm just saying, like, oh, you got so much customers coming in and stuff, like, they started liking that, so... They start getting engaged with my music and stuff like that too. Okay, so, so you they, got some work fans. Yeah, right? working fans and stuff like that. So it made it really easier too, cause everybody every time I make a song like they were like, send me that. I was sending unreleased, like I sent you the unreleased pack. Mm-hmm. I was doing that same thing back in the day. Like half these songs that I was now sending to them way before it came out and stuff like that. Okay. So it, now, yeah. um, not saying that, not to um, cut you off, but when working at Rouse's and recording music, how hard is it? The balance working, being an artist. Yeah, <laughs> and working at a um, regular nine to five job, which every which most rappers claim, ah, oh, fuck that nine to five. I'm just going all in. Yeah, well, I feel like you. It's not as hard if you really dedicated for something. Like if you really dedicated and you really want something. Like I can tell you an example. One time, I had to go to work, but. I could have, I had, you know, I, like I was telling you, I know the people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I got a studio. So I had to do a feature for my cousin Cash. Mm-hmm. And she basically was like, yeah, like you come at this certain time. But it was like a half an hour. Like, you know, when I was about to go to work, I had to leave like a little half an hour early type mm-hmm. of stuff. So I asked them, you know, I told them. And like, you were they working with me and stuff like that. Because they know what I'm trying to achieve. They know we ain't about to be working the rest of your life. Like, we know what you got going on. You're really good at it. Yeah, you just so it was really, it really benefited me. Even when I went to Auctioner. They all knew because I was getting posted at blogs at that point when I started working at auction. And the reason why I started working at auction is because I wanted a more low key job. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to really be like all like, you know, doing yeah, groceries. A lot and of stuff. people ain't in the then I'm then I'm working <laughs> in Morero. When I was working at auction, I was working on Jefferson Highway. So it was like a little more, you know, leeway mm-hmm. when I was with it. So I feel like just letting people know, and it ain't gonna work for everybody. You know, say how bad bosses out here, and they ain't, like, I don't give a fuck about what you got going on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they work with you. So yeah. when, um, 
with um working, why did you decide to work? Did you decide to work to invest in the music or just to have some extra money on the side? I decided to invest into the music. Like, every check that I ever had went into bills and music. Bills and music. I had no money for drip. I had no money for that. Mm -hmm. How I was doing that with the drip and stuff like that is because I had, like, different ways of getting money and stuff like that on the side. Like, I was, like, either selling something or, you know, I did merch with the B7G shirts. I Mm -hmm. did that. Or I was just basically just helping people out and people clothing lines, you just give me stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, this dime and he gave me this shirt yesterday and I Where? just <laughs> you heard me, I just wore it like and I'm supporting you, I'm tagging you, I'm doing all that, like ATM like King. Ambassador. Yeah, and I'm just keep I'm just cause that's how I feel. I always like to dress. I feel like I can see potential in your clothes and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put that on. I know I got the chains, I know I got these jeans, I got this, and I'm putting it all together. And mm-hmm. just like everybody do with these other designers, like it's home, you know, New Orleans. So you gotta support everybody. So that's okay. how I looked at it. Now with that, um, after Rouses, you move on to Ashna, but the the deal is already in place while you're at Ashna, right? With the yeah, all right. So within two weeks of me working there. Okay. Now, when you do the eighty twenty deal, do they give you any money up front? No. For it? No. No. When you independent, everything is on your own. Like mm-hmm. you still doing. I'm doing everything. I still got to pay for my own videos. Still got to pay for my own studio time. Still got to pay for my own promotion. They help with a little promotion. Like if it's an album. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, just regular singles and, you know, like, me just doing stuff on the fly, dropping stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. I got to do all that on my own. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you still not really signed, but it's, like, the best part about it is they get you on a certain platform that you need to get on outside the states and stuff and, like, not mainly focus on New Orleans. See, the New Orleans stuff, I pay for all that myself. Like, mm-hmm. that's not nothing. But I just need to get outside, like, in different countries and stuff like that and putting you on playlists. Like, okay. playlisting is very important. Yeah, Spotify, yeah, Apple, and Spotify, Apple Music, and different things like that. They really make you on a different level because people listen to playlists like the radio. They don't listen to radio no more. They listen right. to playlists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got different vibe playlists. That's why I make different songs like love songs and heart songs and hard songs and, you know, southern songs and, like all type of songs. So when I get on these different playlists, I'm on every different playlist for every different type of song. Mm-hmm. That's now, really what it is. What, um, what made you make the final decision that you was going to do the deal? What made my final decision is basically I had nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I needed some type of extra push. I've been rapping for like seven years now, but at that point, what it was like, what six five something like Try that. Spot for you. So yeah, know. I've been making like I was doing music with all like the biggest like artists in the city, like locally and things. The people that you know now, I've been doing music with them since I was like fifteen, fourteen years old. I was you know in high school, middle school, doing different things. So it's like I'm like man, I need to get like a different. Something different to make me go harder. Like, just the fact that me knowing I signed a deal made me look at shit different. It made me look like oh, I'm in the industry now. In my head. Okay, yep. So. I got you now. When saying that, to avoid dry spots, what excites you about this music still? Seven years and you say, what, what makes you happy with music? Just really getting in the boot and, like, hearing this beat before I went in the boot and really make that song and how it come out. Mm-hmm. Just the way, like, I really made that from scratch. <laughs> it's just the fact of the matter. Like, how that beat, like, um, I don't think that person even liked it, the beat. And he had sent it to me, and I had went and did it, and it was like, whoa, I like it now. Like, mm-hmm. And that was just, it's just stuff like that. Like, every producer that give me beats, they be saying they didn't like it. Then when I do it, they like, I really like that song. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't even care about it that much because I add different melodies to it. I even get, like, my engineer to put Different like sounds I put like whoa and different stuff like that. He had changed the tone of it and put it in the beat and make it sound totally different. He was like, I ain't even hear that. Mm-hmm. Doing different stuff like that, just being creative. Now speaking of that, in the studio, what um how's your creative process in the studio for you? 
Like you just mm-hmm. say, you be, do you have to work with certain engineers, certain producers? Do you keep it tight? Or you work with a lot of people? Uh, right now, I've been working with Lacrosse. He's an artist that signed to Cash Money, mm-hmm. and he been down here. And we just been working. Like I mean, we been working on his craft, been working on my craft, and he got his. He's finally got his own studio, mm-hmm. so. He know how to record. I know how to record myself, but I don't know how to do like the mixing and mastering and stuff. And I go record, and he'll do that stuff for me. And mm-hmm. that's why I've been really locking in with right now. And I locked in with Ogle Sound. That's who really did all them. Like my whole last album, Jackpot, all them songs, Lakeside, Flood My Tea. Like he did all of that, and I'm still locked in with him too. Okay, now Jackpot came out last year, 2021. That was I. I would say. I feel it's your most probably. I would say. Complete tape of complete, complete yeah. tape of like it's like a music industry like yeah. vibe and tone. You could hear this and you you wouldn't say like this is a local artist. Local artist. the production is top tier. Yeah. What went into making that tape for you? Um, I could really say I did five and five. I always told myself like I always wanted to make a tape that I was going real hard with the rapping and the singing, but at mm-hmm. the highest potential of that. Mm-hmm. So I did five songs out of hype songs, which I look at as like G, like what not GC, like Blizzy, Legiti, like people didn't know me for back in the day when I had my song, like I had my changed my name to Blizzy. Yep. First so time, huh? yep. <laughs> so when I did the other five set of songs, I was like, all right, I'm gonna show y'all I can really rap and I can show you that I can really sing and do different like melodies and stuff. So I was like five and five. So basically, that's just how that came about. But I had caught COVID. That's how I did the other five with the singing and stuff like that. And all the other five was what I was going through in the top of the year of that 2020 in the 2020 2021 early. Like, okay, now when um. Catching COVID nineteen, we in twenty twenty two now. COVID yeah. made it all the way to twenty twenty two from twenty twenty. That's crazy, man. How was how was you feeling when you caught it? Did you have any symptoms? Did it affect you anyway? Yeah, I know. I couldn't smell or taste for like eight months. Mm-hmm. Like even during during making the jackpot tea, I, I couldn't taste or smell. Eight months, like, damn. Like eight months, like until I took the the shot. I had, um, it started to come back on some weird stuff, like a week, two after my smell and stuff started to come back. So I'm like, did y'all do that on purpose? <laughs> but I ain't going to get in there. Experience, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how long did it take you to make Jackpot? Because I saw, um, of course, I follow you on Instagram. I saw, like, the leading dates up, like, you dropping snippets, you saying yeah. Jackpot dropping July. Yeah. How long did it take you to make it? Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me two years. Nah, it took. It probably took like six months. Six months. But it didn't take six months. Like it took like just developing, like going through different things and making songs. Like I didn't just have in my head like I'm making jackpots, so I got to make this type. Of, I was just collecting songs. Like every tape I collect. Like right now I'm collecting songs. Like I was telling you, like where we gonna do it in the clubs and see how I react and different mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm on that type of time right now, and I'm just collecting songs and just. Doing little snippets, if see people, you know, see Subuku people like replying and different things like that. I go off of stuff like that's why I do a lot of snippets leading up to my tapes because I want to see what songs fit, what songs don't. And interaction yeah. with the people. So when you did do that, how was the reaction from all the people? Uh, about the, when, when, when I was doing the snippets? No, when it dropped. Oh, when it dropped. All right. See, when it dropped, I had a, a, a party, like I had a release party mm-hmm. at 50 um, at something. That's Witches and. Um, that's, that's considered Harvey. Yeah, that's considered Harvey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm still on the West Bank. And I had different people. To, and it's just watching the reaction of the older people and, and just the young kids. And everybody just was in there. And we just vibing to it. Uh-huh. We, we didn't even realize the tape out. Like, I couldn't y'all promote it late. <laughs> like, I'm so, you know, the tape had dropped at 11 o'clock. 
So by the time we left, I did it on purpose. So by the time everybody leave, y'all the song that y'all was listening to, y'all can pick like, oh, I liked this song when I was in the and you know just y'all pick your favorite songs and stuff like that. But the reaction was really amazing. Like everybody was telling me like we needed this. Like I was going through something, and when you dropped this song, like the song Arcade, a lot of people like we touch with that song. It's a sleep on Jackpot, the last song, but everybody really like in touch with that song. The last song is always sleep as a Yeah, I hate that though because that's be my favorite song. Right, like that's. Cause it's it's like the most important the intro or the outro, but a lot of people don't make it to the last song. Yeah. Uh, they look at it different. I feel like that's for the real fans. Yep, like. yep. If you get to the end, now nah, I got some numbers I want to read off to you. I want you to um, let me know if you know what these numbers are when you um just stop me if you hear. All right, All right we got one hundred and three, eighteen point eight k, eight point three k, and one hundred and ninety five k. You know what the numbers is. No. <laughs> what that is? All right. The 103 is the countries. 18.8K is the listeners you have. 8.3 is the hours listened to. And 195K is your streams. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Right. <laughs> now, what's your thoughts on that? That was your Spotify streams about two months ago. Yeah. So, what you think so, about that? I think that it's amazing, but I don't really be caring about that stuff like that. Like, I feel like. When you worry about the numbers too much, mm-hmm. and you always... I feel like I had my problem with that in 2019. Like, you always talking about the numbers and stuff. So, when you don't do the numbers, people look at like, oh, you didn't do the numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I really don't like to care about it too much. I post it just because that's just the thing. Like, everybody posting their numbers at that time the Spotify wrap-up. So, mm-hmm. I at posted it. Yeah. Okay. Now, I saw on Jackpot, we sh- I want to talk about them numbers as well. Since you don't care about it, it said 31K. Um, This was when it... Like yeah, that was that that was that morning. Yeah, that was, that, that was a couple like two three hours after. Yeah, so thirty one k in three hours, bro. What's going on? <laughs> I feel like people just really wanted GCA. They like they. I was I was really ghost. I go ghost. Like I feel like I take like the ride away. Like you know, like the people that really make that good music. They mm-hmm. are Kendrick Lamar. Different people like not seen a lot. Yeah, not seen a lot. And I feel like they ain't really hit me. And he just really was like, man, when we get this tape, I'm really going to support it. Like, everybody supported it. I could really say, like, on both sides of the river, like, they all supported it. And I really thank them for that. Because if I didn't really get that support for that tape, I probably would have. I ain't going to say I would have stopped, but it would have, like, discouraged me, mm-hmm. I feel like. Now, so. with doing that interview, you hear so many artists saying it's hard, it's tough to get that breakthrough. What, what makes you, I guess, keep going, even when you've been rapping, like, seven years and... You feel you haven't had that breakthrough point yet where yeah. you get that recognition that you want. I feel like just the people, like, all right, like this month, like what that was last night, they had that one of my supporters. I don't call them, I don't like to call them fans, but like, mm-hmm. but supporters, he had came and posted a video. I was just reposting on my story, and he was like, man, I had cop these, um, these grills. And it was like, they look good. I know they look good, but. And they're like, GCF, they made me get on me, da, 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 because he's singing so good with him. I sound stupid as hell with these bitches. Like, it's just, just getting videos like that and people, like, really embracing me and really, like, making little funny videos and doing little dancing videos and stuff. Like, me keep me going. They constantly post me. And they be telling me in the DM, like, keep going and stuff. And, like, I hear your songs. And, like, I feel like my fans, like my fans, my supporters, uh-huh. they really, <laughs> they really be telling me, like, I 
I hear your music. I know this is not just songs. I know you really feel like this. Like I know whatever you see, like in my new project that I'm about to be dropping, you're going to hear like a lot of stuff like my parents and hearing about with my friends and hearing about like, you know, I'm single now and the relationship that I was just went in. We'll and, get on that. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I feel like people really know me, mm-hmm. but they don't know me, but they feel like they know me. Okay. Like, now, through the songs... The singing hasn't come out of nowhere for you. You were in a choir when you were young, right? Yeah. How did that affect? How does that affect your music? Did you think being in a choir would affect your music in a in a long run of the uh, singing and harmonizing? Yeah, stuff like that. I feel like it always was gonna do that. But the whole this one I didn't tell you in that interview. Mm-hmm. The reason why I went to the choir, because I was so smart, being like you know being younger and knowing like. You got to pay for singing lessons and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, wait. So if I just go to the choir, I get free singing lessons. <laughs> but at the same time, I got to sing about God. I'm not tripping off what I'm singing. Uh, I just know what I'm getting. Practice, these, I'm getting this practicing. And you know, it just you singing for the Lord, you singing for the Lord. That's a good thing to do. And like I was getting a lot of praise for that too because I was doing solos and a lot of things with two different, different churches and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like that really had helped me out and really like get in touch with my inner you know, soul and spiritual and really self, make some huh? spiritual. You know, I, I feel like I make some like hood Negro spiritual type of music. <laughs> that's what I really call it. So uh-huh. that's how I really feel like it really helped though. Now, now, why, now how, um, how did you get in the choir? You, you ain't touch all that. You say, um, well, how I got in the choir? Yeah. Oh, well, the reason how I got in the choir, well, I was at Mount Hermon Church, um, and I used to just go there. And one time, I was just singing in the bathroom. <laughs> I was in the shower, right? And my mom was like, "Hey, she knocked on the door." And I hope she was like, hey, you, you know you sound good. I was like, you think so? I know it's, I know when you in the shower, you'd be like everybody an echo. And just, I feel like everybody <laughs> sounds good in the shower. She said, no, like you really could sing. Uh-huh. So when I end up going there, like the next time, like they had like some type of kids practice or like, like you know, do trials. Like, yeah. So I had went and did it and like everybody was just like, they, cause the way, I guess the way how I look or the way how I be coming, people wouldn't think that I can sing. So when I started to sing, everybody was like, yeah, like we need him a part of this choir. And you're doing solos and everything. Like they telling me that. But what messed me up is with like doing it, I didn't know about sopranos, altos. I didn't know about none of that. I just thought we all just get in the choir, you start singing. So they put me with the sopranos because I had a high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. But I'm around buku females. Like, all the dudes went way over there. I went all the females. I'm the only dude around females. I'm like, I felt like... You nervous? Okay. No, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, well, I'm with the girls. Like, you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, they, they like me and stuff like that. So, that was, you know, it was kind of cool. You'd rather be around all the women in a minute. Yeah, yeah, you know, looking back at Hindsight. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now. You haven't... Um, the latest thing you dropped, correct me if I'm wrong, is the video. The, that was the last thing I seen from you. I what? Um, looked on your YouTube. Um, oh, that's Seven Two Aliens. Yeah, with um Big Seven. Yeah, Big that's what, yeah, that's my partner. Now, with the with the B Seven Entertainment label, how do you, I guess, I guess manage artists and the people you sign, and still try to get yourself to the next level? Because we all grew up with each other, so it's not like I went. I'm, I really want to get to that stage. Probably when I get a little bigger, sign mm-hmm. artists from different states and people that I don't know. But right now, I got different artists that I know, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't look at them like my artists because I've been on y'all since grew up. Like Flex, um, we call himself Rad Boy Flex. They got different names, you know. Mm-hmm. I just gifted him the chain, right? You know, right before Christmas and stuff. And I feel like he got a different type of sound, and he got, and he told me that. I only started rapping because of you. Like, 
he a descendant of my son. You know how like Thug got like different people yeah, that like sound like him, yeah, and stuff like that. that. Like he's one, he's like a descendant of a sound that I had when I was younger, mm-hmm. and he just took that and ran with it and made his own sound. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ever since then, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sign. Whenever I get to that point and different stuff like that, and I finally did it. We ain't get no paperwork. I don't want no. I don't want no money from it. Just the fact that you repping the brand and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I feel like that could really be good. But mm-hmm. it just. You go ahead, finish. Oh, because I ain't really get on like how I did it, but mm-hmm. basically with just doing the label, you just always gotta just tap in with them, see what they're doing, see what they on. Like if you need some bread, or you want me to go in with you, or you want me to even just come to the studio and just chill with you, or be in one of your videos, just, just that support. Just always like right now, like the stand I'm at, because I'm still y'all need support, and I need you know to go up myself. Mm-hmm. So it's just really about just being that person for them and just sending them songs. You send each other songs and just. Really just keep focused because mm-hmm. we got a bigger goal ahead. Now, when doing your music and picking and choosing what song is going to go on a project, how, how does that come about? Do you have a, just a catalog of music and you just like, give me these 10 that's going on here? Are you I'm doing that now, mm-hmm. but at that point, I was just, wherever song that I make, it's all going on the tape. <laughs> like, that's how I really went. But some like two, three songs wouldn't make it. Or it probably get onto another tape, but mm-hmm. I just was collecting songs. But now I'm learning to like, well, I got singing songs, I got these hard rap songs like the Flood My Teats and the What You Owns and all that, and got the, and I, I got the arcades and stuff like that. And just I'll take you know like how you just say take from this one, take from this one, and, and put it together. But I'm really about to be working on a tape with just hype songs, and I wanted the EP like seven song EP with just singing songs, mm-hmm. and I was going to do like a couple of collab tapes with different artists in the city. That's what I'm really mainly working on. How do you decide the name for the tape? How did you just, did you decide jackpot? Oh, all right. Um, I can I can explain all of them. You want me to explain yeah, all of them? Um, Street Profit had really came from just people telling me like you really are profit in Morero. Like everybody, really the West Bank as a whole. Cause like you the person that I'm the only person I feel like on the West Bank that's mutual with everybody. I'm mutual with every hood. I'm mutual with Elges. I'm mutual with. Harvey, I'm mutual with Gretna, I'm mutual with West on um, West Wego, I'm, I'm mutual with everybody. Like, so I don't have no beef, I have nothing like that as far as on the West Bank and people really like embrace me. So I feel like that tape really came from that. And I had got profit tatted right before that. And it was like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm a street profit. So with Gabriel, when Gabriel came about, I feel like is that your name? Yeah, my name uh, is Gabriel. That's what GC at there is really Gabriel. Damn C. shame, I knew man for four years. Just asked him is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name is Gabriel. So uh-huh. I had made Gabriel because basically, like I had looked up the name. I looked up the meaning of it. You know, it's like you know an angel, the angel of sounds, and like you know you really. That's ba- ironic. <laughs> yeah, and it's like basically, I feel like I'm speaking through God. Like whatever, whatever I, I make, I feel like God is telling me to make that. And it's for whatever reason. It's probably not be for me. It's like somebody might like I, I told you, people be hearing my music and they be like, "Man, I really needed that." And I was going through something that day and stuff. So I feel like I'm just that type of person. That type of you know, I just speak through my voice. But I feel like I could really speak through my voice when I sing and I really give like vocals. Mm-hmm. So that's what Gabriel really came about, and I started. Really tapping in with that game, but that I've been doing it for years. But I feel like I really started tapping in with Gabriel, and that's what really made that. And I was like, I'm just giving him a dose seven songs. Okay. So with Jackpot, that's Jackpot, nice. <laughs> that came about with us just gambling. We really be gambling, like gambling and light gambling in the casino, just gambling, just like putting. What's betting allowed? Oh yeah, like my partner too. He just paid one ten bands. Just run, just went ten bands off of like a what a six game parlay, like a six or seven game parlay 
went crazy. Like Lucky. he and but you know how much of a real nigga he is. What? He gave me five hundred because he like look he in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. So he so I had to go up in there and go make the ticket. Like uh-huh. just off the fact I made the ticket for him, he gave me five hundred dollars. I ain't never met nobody to do no shit like that. Like uh-huh. and just cause he like man, this, he told me before he said man, this be hitting. I'm giving you you know I'm giving I'm gonna pop you off. It's good. Uh-huh. And he did that, and I really thank him for that because I needed that bit at that time. Like I was like man, I need some promotion. I need to get in the studio. Like different Bang. thing like that. Like. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like the jackpot came about because we just been gambling and really putting everything on the line. I feel like that was putting everything on the line. Mm-hmm. Now, last time we talked, self-proclaimed Prince of Marrero. Yeah. Did that change to King of Marrero? I'm a pharaoh now. You're a pharaoh? Yeah, that's Explain why. Explain that. Um, a pharaoh, I, I've been really looking up Egyptian and different things, and mm-hmm. I feel like even going through my bloodline and looking at stuff like, yeah, like I feel like I'm really like I don't feel like I know that I'm descended of that. Like even when like the pyramids and you know the Dominican shit on this other side of my family and just putting all that together and I'm looking at old pictures and stuff. That's why I got my I always keep my hair braided. That's another thing I was like I always keep my hair braided stuff because I had seen a picture of a pharaoh and he was dark skinned, different stuff like that. And he looked it like me. Like I ain't even gonna stunt. Like he looked it like me. He got but he had We're the long, to see this. Picture. Yeah, like he looked. He like I don't. I, don't, I gotta go find his on Google, but. <laughs> He had he had his long long locks and it was braided and and it looked at like you know he had the pharaoh thing I don't know which pharaoh it was because they got many and I feel like pharaohs they really way more like empowered than kings and then because they really control they really like and then when and when you then when you like I feel like from a street like type of level if you compare it. You know how when people mess with you in the hood, you know how and they send hits and that type of stuff it get gone. So I feel like with a pharaoh. They really was going crazy. Like they was getting people inside. You know they got booby traps. Different they are putting people inside. I don't know. It's so if you really look it up, like on YouTube, it's so much that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, nobody don't call this up a pharaoh. So mm-hmm. I'm a pharaoh. I don't want to be a king. So so when when did the um, prince drop? The prince drop. I feel like after Gabriel. After Gabriel. Yeah. Dang. Where was I? Uh, I think I seen that shit. Because I, 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 like I feel like, all right, this is another thing about with pharaohs. You know with pharaohs, you know with pharaohs, they get buried alive. That's mm-hmm. one thing people don't know. Like they, they give them this, this special type of potion and they get buried alive and they got um they get mummified. I was about to say this is what a mummy comes Yeah, from. they get mummified and they gotta ring the bell every day to let people know that they're alive. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and the bell is outside of the town. It's like a big bell, and then every every time they ring, that's how people know that they're still alive. Mm-hmm. So once the bell don't ring no more, the people go check them, see if they're alive, and to see if they did. Some people live years with still doing that, just being like whatever they. I don't know what they give them. No food, no water. No food, no water, nothing. Like, and they just in the in the tomb. So when they really like check them, and they really did. All right, now you really mummified. And they put you on your tomb, and now you live forever. We gonna always remember you. You all live forever, and anybody disrespect your name after you did, they getting punished. And that's why I say I'm a pharaoh because I feel like even when I am gone, I don't want that to happen no time soon. <laughs> Putting that out there, make, make that clear, <laughs> make that real clear. But when that does happen, I feel like I'm gonna really live long for generations, and people gonna remember me. Mm-hmm. Now I got a couple questions I want to ask. Either or, you can choose who you want. Um, it's options. It's either one you prefer. I'm going to go with singing or rapping. What do I like more? Yeah, which one you prefer? <laughs> I really been asking, I really been asking myself, myself that for like, oh, like these like two, three months. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I do better? I do both of them well. Uh-huh. 
But I feel like I like the same move. I, I, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I really like the same move. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to go. Let's go Kanye or Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I've been told you, like, yeah is the reason why I started making music. Mm-hmm. All right. right. That's, do, do you prefer Donda or CLB? CLB, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go CLB off the purely fact that, like, it was during a hurricane. And stuff, was, and uh-huh. we was in the way. It was just like a. I'm gonna always remember that tape because we in the car in Atlanta. I'm just listening to it. It was a vibe. It was something to give me my mind off of what's going on in the city. Makes yeah. sense. That Makes was sense. really all right. We're gonna go with um, can I go with let's go with Playboy Cardi, uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Uzi, <laughs> that's another person that I feel like gave me different flows. Uh huh. He, like, he really gave me a lot of flows and just to, you know, put rearrange different things, use different melodies too. Like, All right. We're going to go with, um, do you prefer a relationship or being single? Single. Because <laughs> I feel like I don't, I don't have no problem being like, like even with my last girlfriend. When, even with my last girlfriend, I ain't have no problem with her. Like, we ain't, it was no cheating going involved. It was nothing like that. It's just a pearly fact. Like, I feel like when you, on the grind and you trying to get somewhere and the way how people look at you and even knowing that you a quote-unquote sex symbol. <laughs> what the? You heard me? You know, a lot of pe- a lot of females throw yourself <laughs> throw yourself out. <laughs> bro, go ahead, bro. Sex symbol. You, you talking me? about her or you? Me? Oh, all right. <laughs> you heard me? When, I, when you a sex symbol and, and females be throwing yourself at you and, and stuff like that, I ain't gonna lie, it gets real tempting. But the problem that I had, I never was single. I feel like anybody that know me, you know, I never was single my whole life since I was like seven years old. I always had a girlfriend. Yeah, long year. relationships. Every, yeah, not long relationships, it's just like... You always they, had a girlfriend? I always had a girlfriend. Just I always had somebody on my side. What was your longest relationship? The one I just got out of two I'm years. Two years. All right. Not bad. Nah, so I brought it up because I got a couple relationship cards I want to ask you about. Okay. Just some little questions outside of music to let the people see where your head is. Yeah. We're gonna ask you one. Your significant other stays over the night at an ex house to spend more time with their child. Is this acceptable? No. Why? Cause if you with me, why you going by him? Like, just get the baby and come over here. I'm lost. That makes sense. All right, yeah. get rid of that one. Um, this tonight's conversation calls to the shout them out. Um, a woman's significant other wants her to change clothes because he feels the outfit is too seductive. She feels the outfit is empowering and will not change. Who's right? Some of her outfit. Yeah. With the like, you know what type of outfit you talking about? They say he feels the outfit is too seductive, so I'm guessing it's showing oh, it's too showing. much skin cleavage. Now look with that. Long as like you on you on like if you post that and you ain't showing no attention to these dudes that really be doing hard, are you leaving that clothes? I don't care. Like it's mm-hmm. just all about just being true to yourself when I'm not looking, mm-hmm. and that's really all more so about. Like I ain't worrying about that type of stuff. Like I don't. You don't go too naked and, you know, some Kim K or some extra shit. Am Rose type stuff. Just be on, like, you know. Okay, so you see that? that he, he's a, um. I'm understanding. Yeah, yeah, understanding. <laughs> he understand. All right, last one. You broke up with your significant other less than a week ago and they already in another relationship. 
What does this likely mean? Man, you've been fucking with him. <laughs> you've been fucking with him. That's all that matters. That's all that is. Has that ever happened to you? And that's all. Hell no. Nah. I oh. probably did that. You did it? What the fuck? I probably did it. I think with my, la- I, with my last girlfriend, I ended up getting with her like two weeks or three weeks after my last relationship. But the thing about with that, and this one thing I'm going to put out there, mm-hmm. sometimes you probably was mentally been done with the relationship months or probably a year ago. And you probably been telling that person, like, I was been telling that person, I don't want to be with you no more. She was just so clinging to me. I was like, I don't want to be with you. No. Like, I, I'm a real nigga. I'm going to tell you before I cheat. I know one. What? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Let me say what? <laughs> Finish, buddy. So, look. So, yeah, like, you really, like, if you really, like, be mentally gone out the relationship, I don't really feel like you probably was been wanting to. You just never did it. So, when you first got that first person that was... You know, you was fucking with outside of that person you was already messing with. You mm-hmm. just all right. I'm gone because I'm. I got somebody now. Nah, it's you probably wait for that one person to just come along, and that's really been more so. But I don't feel like that's a bad thing mm-hmm. with that situation. But other than you, just it was all good, and you just went out the blue and just y'all break up. Then the next week, you with somebody else. Yeah, you was fucking with somebody already the whole time. Okay, now ladies, that that was that was some questions for y'all for y'all to pick his brain to see where he at on the relationship standards and what he thinks. Now, what are some things outside of music that you are interested in that um, the average one won't know about you? Do you cook? Nah. <laughs> what are some hobbies you have? Um, what is my hobby? I really like to watch interviews like on aliens and <laughs> and on um like like the Egyptians and uh-huh. like the world. Like like I like to watch like um what that is. They be hunting the alligators and the snakes. Like the invasive species and stuff, and they like I like to watch stuff like that. Okay, That's, so you like watching and reading and reading Four Day Laws. Four Day Laws of Power. Yeah, I just got that book on Audible, man. Yeah. Now, back to your music. Now you um have jackpot. You send me an unreleased pack of songs. Oh, smoke. It is smoke. Y'all heard one at the beginning of the podcast. Do you have what? What are your plans with dropping these songs? You say you got a tape coming out, uh, album. Um. Well, on February the fifteenth, I'm dropping two of them, just to like throw out there for people just to listen to while my headspace. Like how you just did them questions. Like I feel like people don't know my headspace. Like mm-hmm. right now, 2022. So I feel like it's just two songs to throw out there to get my headspace so y'all can know where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. And. Really, I'm just keep collecting songs. I always drop around April, May, or like in the summer, so I can get, try to drop some on my birthday or something like that. I always do something like that, but I'm just collecting songs right now. Mm-hmm. February 15th, that's Valentine's Day? That's the day after Valentine's Day. I look at it like the day after Valentine's Day is the day for the heartbreakers, the, for the single people. So okay. I feel like I'm dropping them two songs for the single people and the people that, you know, be going through things. Okay, I think the day for the um, single people is the day of Valentine, where they find out they ain't getting shit. And That's they- <laughs> why I don't have fifteen. You oh, know, oh, yeah, simmer down. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. Now the tape name. Do you have a name for it? Is or which one for the little the, the new one? Um, for the fifteen or for the what you call it? No, the fifteen. You say you just dropping two songs. Oh, but I'm putting it together. Like you know how Drake be doing the scary hours. Oh, all right, all right. I got it's you. It's called misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah, and the song they got a song called Mr. Clean. And I had a song called Flossy. And that's like the two songs on there. But the tape that I'm working on is Heartaches and Bass. Heartaches and what? Heartaches and Bass. Bass? You know how um, Kanye got um, 808 808 Heartbreaks? Heartbreaks is Heartaches and Bass. 
Oh, all right, base. All right. Because my heart not broke. It's just ache. It just hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going over some hard-ass beats. I heard that. How do you um recover from heartbreaks? Um, Keep making music. Mm-hmm. Jokes and Buku girls. <laughs> Like, Joseph mean talking to Buku. Women yeah, you know, we from New Orleans. outside of New Orleans. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's basically where I'll just be at. That's how I get my mind thing off of things. Okay, okay. Any other things you want to touch on, man? Oh, and getting money—that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Getting money, always get money, get money, get money, get money. And what's what you just said? I said any other things you want to touch on that we ain't touch on yet. That you have on your mind, you got a. Solo. I have a lot of stuff. I have you, a, you I got have a solo camera. Let me know. Come on. I have a lot of stuff I want to talk. About. I just want. I'm trying to see like. Shout uh, it up. You got a solo camera. You want? Would you um? I want to ask you some questions. Oh, you can ask me some. How this you? It's the first time I ever. Heard yeah, that. I'm gonna interview you. I'm gonna interview you. Now. I've never been interviewed. So, how do you feel about the New Orleans rap game right now? Like the whole community of the rappers in, you know. Um. And if you can say your top five, my top five. You don't have to say me. Um, just in New Orleans. Well, I'm gonna ask the question first. I don't even know if I got a top five, but how do I feel about the New Orleans game? I feel it's a um a lot of copycatters, hmm. and uh, they try to sound like too many other people. That's in the industry. They try to sound like people in the too industry. many other cities that pop. They try oh. to sound. First, it was Atlanta. That's a lot of Detroit sounds. Yeah. A lot of Chicago's. Yeah. That's how I feel about New Orleans, but they do have some good artists, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But that's how I feel. I feel like New Orleans got a lot of copycats, but they do have great artists. But, like, we, but, right, but how do you feel like our sound should be like? You know how people say we had this New Orleans sound back in the day in the 90s. Like, would you feel like the sound should be now? Like, would you feel like it should be a mixture? Because it had to be a mixture of something. Right. I don't think I don't think it's something that I can pick out, though. I think it's something, like, when you just hear it, it's like, it's like, like, nobody um ever, like, I guess 10 years ago, nobody was saying, oh, Atlanta got a sound, like. But when you think people were saying that, now like, we're outcasts and stuff. Yeah, that's like what that. I'm saying. Like, Nobody bro. was like they got a sound. It was like yeah. just that's just the South. And but people are saying big timers and I guess cash money them had a sound because that was like the first people. But from you know what made that? Stuff. You know what made them have a sound, right? Or oh, you know what that means for, to, to the, have a sound? I, I think it was the the producer. I think it was right. Made it fresh, right? Yeah, right. So, they like well, a, a bunch of artists collaborate with this one producer. That's how you yeah, make a sound yes. for the, a city, a Pacific city. Yeah, like and PR with dumb with dumb drumming and all them people like young boy using them, and then you know every different other artists out there. Like that's what made their sound, mm-hmm. and like, I feel like that's the problem. Yeah. I don't think it's bad or good that we don't have a prominent sound yet. I think they're just trying to find it. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. But top five artists, I don't, I wouldn't be able to know. I, I always, you don't want to put it no, on no, spot. No, it's cool. No, no, you don't no, want to no. put it on Look, spot. Because I'm all I listen to local artists. My girl be telling me stop playing that shit. Like, oh, you don't. She don't mess with it. She be she be telling me I be playing this shit too much. Like, oh, playing it too artists, much. Like she be like, turn do, this you, shit do, off. do you like anybody? Like. Over like, I be telling her these the logo. Yeah. I be listening to y'all, so but that's I understand it because we do need that. There are a lot of people at one time we they weren't playing no local artists. Like the way now, like I can start to hear local artists and parties and you know clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We weren't like that before, so I feel like that's progress. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have to come back to that because I, I I always ask other people who they top five artists, but I never think of like my Which top five artists yet, at least locally. I would have to look through my playlist. Yeah, but. 
Cause I got some on SoundCloud, I got some on Apple Music, but I have to look them up. I'm gonna have to get back to you. Yeah. You laid me on the spot, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, he got got me shook up. I watch <laughs> interviews all day. Huh? And don't put me on the spot. Well, he asked you that. I ain't asked you that. <laughs> I, it was just it just. Who's some? Who your top five in New Orleans? Hey, I'm Shit, a rapper. Gonna ask me. I, I'm a rapper. Still. I don't feel like I should answer that. Uh, do like... you feel you in your top five? Yes, mm-hmm. of course. I feel like. I'm top three. Top three? I'm top three. I'm top three in the city. You put a specific number, so you have to feel two other artists. I feel like you are. I feel like the city know who the other two is. By popular demand, y'all know who the other two is. But so we just gonna knock it out with saying Rifle Nine. That's one. All right. You agree with that? Yes. Um number two. Who's number two? Nino? You could go with that. No, what you go with? <laughs> Not he, he been they doing. Got, he been. He been we, got, we, I grew up on Nino, like so. It's like they got, you know, um, your girl, super bad. She she turning up. She turning up. Um, but you know, that's more on the bounce. I don't like yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, that's a that's a good topic. Well, you don't consider bounce rap. Dang, I don't want to get fired. It's, it's I don't want to get. It sounds like I put them together. I feel like they got them. I feel like they got them on genre. That's a that's a genre by its own. Ain't they? When you put on Apple Music, you could just put bounce, or you could put some. It, I don't think they put they. That we need to search that. What's on a bounce artist post their music on Apple Music? What they put it under? And that's how we gonna find out. We about to find out right now. Is it, if it's under hip hop and rap, I don't feel like it should be under hip hop and rap. And I feel like Apple Music should definitely make a bounce category if it don't already. Oh, I could just um, I could just put Big Frida. Yeah, that's the top bounce artist. So if they don't, is she? What's she doing? A super bad right here. Let's see um, if her stuff. They say hip hop rap, the new song Bedroom. I guess I guess it's considered rap then. So, so but I feel like that should, they should have their own category. There's too many. They have too many artists for them just to you know you see what I'm saying? Like for them just not to have their own category. Big Frida. Hits volume one. What does it say? And they do have, and I ain't gonna lie, with bounce artists, rap. I ain't gonna lie, with bounce artists, they do have metaphors. It might be nasty and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> love, you know, but they do be having metaphors with it and, mm-hmm. you know, they use the rap elements so it's I just, can understand. It's just straight that. to it, though. It's like straight to it and nasty. It's raw. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, that, that, we, t- we touched on a top two for you since you wasn't, uh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we we that. touched on GC at the and Rifle Nine top two. Um, it's do you find it ironic every time I ask artists the top five they include themselves? I feel like because everybody you gotta always put yourself first in the confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I really feel like I, I don't feel like nobody else like they got people on the West Bank like they got shout out to Drew, they got shout out to Lacrosse, you know, shout out to like you know people that's really like I know that's doing different things. I feel like they got people out here on the West Bank and stuff like that doing it. But I feel like far as the West Bank, I'm really like. Who else is really making noise like I am? Like that's just be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's just being just truthful, like just being like realistic. Mm-hmm. Now, with the music industry, what do you feel that you could bring to it that is missing, or do you feel is missing anything? Yeah, I feel like I can bring soul and bring like stories that people didn't think to touch on, but you went. But when I touch on, you be like, damn, well, I didn't think to touch on. That was so simple to touch on. It's just all the way about putting the words together and making people. Listen to it in a song format. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can really do that. Like, I feel like that's really missing from the game. I feel like Drake touch on that sometimes. I feel like 
Yeah, different people. I be messing with Money Man. I feel like he talking about like real life things that go on. Oh yeah, that's um, that's a top five artist. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> fuck with Money Man for sure. And like you know, my favorite artist growing up was Shy Glizzy though. That's how I always got my sound and shit too. I feel like that's like I always wanted to get signed Shy Glizzy. Shy Glizzy, I always tried. I know. I know. I never heard nobody say, oh, Shy Glizzy was their favorite I used to listen to Shy Glizzy. Shy Glizzy, I listen to every single album. Every, like, if he drop a song right now, I'm going to listen to it. If he come to me and say, yeah, like, I signed you, like, I would sign him before Young any Hefe. other before <laughs> any other artist. Think about it. My name's Siete, like, and that's what the Hefe come from. Like, you're Spanish for mm-hmm. balls. Siete, Spanish for seven. I always, you know, carry that type of thing with me, too, so. So, in the, um, in the um, music industry, do you feel... It's, I should say, how it's supposed to be, or do you feel it has so many different elements that make it not about music, just about music? Yeah, nowadays, like with the dissing and things, I feel like, let's put it like this. I'm going to give you a whole scenario. If, a, uh, let's say somebody like 17 years old, he go and, you know, he at school, or he had, you know, he beef with his other type of clique. He got his own clique, and he beef with another type of clique. He ain't rap. Let's say he's not rapping at this point. They get in the shootout. One another, the dudes on the other side, they end up dying. He go to making a song about it. Now, from that point forward, everybody in the city know. Like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I will really watch them just post a regular picture. Like, from let's say this after they beat the case and all that. Like, or if they don't get picked up from it. Like, just the fact that everybody know that they killed somebody. Mm-hmm. They're going to get 100 comments. They're going to get 2,000 likes. And all that, probably with just 2,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Just off the purely fact that they killed somebody. Now, either they partner or them going to make a song, boom, that bitch going to buzz off the purely fact that we know about everything y'all talking about. It's facts. Violence brings views. That, and I just purely, I think it's just facts. Like, we knowing that this happened mm-hmm. in real life. So, you, all you did was bring it to the music. I feel like... Rap game is based off facts right now. Is your jury real? Is is the clothes you wearing real? Is 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 the girl that you with really fucking with you? Is like everything is off of facts right now. I fuck with that part about it. It's just the way how people go about it. It's just everything off of facts. Back in the day, they had you know people they was to make all. They was generate. Yeah, somebody from off the street and put them clothes and give them drip, have them a stylist, have them all that. And, they and do super- that. They do that now. They I do that. They do that now. But I ain't going to lie. They have a lot of real artists coming up now. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people that's just... You wouldn't think what it came up, they getting talked about more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Than the person that's really out here making music on the J. Cole level or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that type of artistry, people don't even want to hear that. It's a, it's a lane for it, but you're not going to be, like, the top person until you make a hit. Mm-hmm. Now, with the you saying it being based off facts, a lot of it is internet, which is... We all know the internet is not real. Yeah, a lot of people just post. You the, can manipulate anything. Yeah, the a lot of people just post the best things on the internet and yeah. not the everyday life or what they going through. Yeah, highlights. How do you feel about the social media? I feel like I just I just said it on a song called "Carry On." Like um, I said that a person, a, a, a female, could look at this. You know, this person then they end up start thinking shady. They weren't even thinking shady at first. They were just on some shit like. I just want to just go to work and and they they know like if you post this type of shit and you post this, they're gonna be looking at you a certain type of way. But the fact of the matter is, now that you see Dirk and them, you see Indian them, like, well, I want that now. You you wouldn't even think about that with your boy from now. You like, I want that or mm-hmm. I want that. And I feel like that type of stuff really be messing females and dudes' heads up and with the making money, like they see this dude flexing with money and all that, and his partner sending it to him. Like, we need to be on this type of shit. And you're like, 
Well, man, we got to get to that. It's, it's a process. You don't uh, even know if that's his. You don't even know what right. they doing out here. You don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like two, two second video. You heard me? Or two, three months later, now them boys in that box. Now that all that money that they had was flexing with, now they got used that on their bond or used that on their books and stuff like that or on their lawyers. So it's like I don't be can, bro. Illusion. Yeah. Um, speaking about all that, you interested in getting married? I used to. <laughs> they started smiling. I used to. <laughs> I really used to like. I used to look at like how my parents is and how different things. But now seeing how stuff is now, I don't know if it was because of COVID or stuff. But you know, like the marriage rate, the divorce rate, like it's starting to like pick up because of the fact that the matter is everybody, I guess, was together too long and they starting to realize these each other. Because you know, you working every day, y'all don't y'all only see each other for a momentarily, and y'all go out to eat and stuff like that. Now you can't go out to eat. You can't y'all can't do the activities that now make in the house yeah to make your relationship you know better and you know build memories. So I feel like off of that period of fact, a lot of divorces are starting to happen. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to have to see like probably 10 years from now. 10 years when you're, um, what, 28? 28. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> 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 like I can say I get, <laughs> he not 18, oh, y'all right 30-something. <laughs> but he 30-something, so he wants to get married, but it just has to be the right girl. And COVID can't be here when he getting married. Yeah, basically. Mr. Jackpot, man, Mr. 8020, Mr. All the Streams in the World right now, Mr. What else I'm missing? Not Mr. Farrell. You heard me. Mr. Um, misunderstood. Misunderstood. And Mr. I don't know when the um tape coming out, but Heartaches and Bass. Heartaches and Bass coming to you Soon. 2022. It's definitely 2022. I drop one year. I mean, I drop one album a year. Every year. Mm-hmm. Now, February 15th is what we're looking forward to. The the misunderstood project. This is the Tavis' podcast. Any last words for the people, boss? Just grind hard, live life. No, if you got, what, live fans. life, grind. If you got to throw, you got to throw. Just be mindful of what you're doing out here and try to get to the next level. Don't do it for too long. And I'm out. I'm not out, but I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Tavis' podcast, man, 2022. You're we got the Pharaoh in here, man. GC at the. B7 Entertainment, the label is here, and they're going to blow up. And we out.